Episode 33 of The Champ Cave has arrived. Creepy Halloween stories. We've all heard them. We all love them. Some of us have actually experienced some, including myself, and that's what I'm going to be talking about today. Without further ado, let's get started. Welcome back to The Champ Cave, formerly Jonathan's Coin Toss. I'm your host, Jonathan. I've got a spooky surprise for you today. My fiance Chelsea is back in the program. Say hello, Chelsea. Hi, everyone. I'm so happy to be recording with you guys today. It's been nearly a year, if not more. She's finally back. She was last on when we were called Jonathan's Coin Toss. Glad to see you again on the program. Glad to be here. Glad to be here. And it's a good one. Episode 33, as I mentioned earlier, creepy Halloween stories. I've got one that I'm going to be talking to you all about here in just a moment. Uh, Chelsea, do you have any scary experiences during the month of Halloween, of course, in October? <laughs> well, I'm glad we're actually doing this. I've been wanting to do it for a long time, but um, I don't have any, not as good as yours. Um, I know a few other people have had ghost stories. Uh, the only thing I can think back is um, when I was a teenager, um, my family lived in a house in New York, and there was. Um, I thought it was a joke where they were trying to just prank me and saying, oh, there was a ghost cat of some woman who lived in our apartment and she had cats and passed away and, you know, all, all types of, you know, the, the, the classic, you know, don't turn out the lights kind of story. Um, but yeah, whenever you weren't fully paying attention out of the corner of your eye, there'd be a, a white cat that would run up and down the stairs or across the hall or, you know, something would, you know, fall. And that's pretty much it. I know um, doing the research for our podcast, um, I called my family members and trying to think back to see if that I, we had any stories or me specifically. They did say, however, when I was a kid, I used to say, I, I see the man or the man's back and there was no, never a man there. Um, you, you, have you ever had any stories like that? I know they say a lot of children, you know, can see things and we grow out of it. Uh, I know I have a few other family members where we thought that about them. Like, oh my God, I think they really see something. Um, do you? Well, aside from the one we're going to be talking about, but other stories like that, I have sort of experienced like mm -hmm. the classic thing, like seeing a shadow somewhere, mm -hmm. you know, you're walking somewhere or you're in your house and you see something pop up. You look behind you, nothing's there, sort of things. Um, I've had some nightmares, if anything, mm -hmm. that counts, that have stuck to me that I've had when I was I probably- I that counts. I've, I was in single digits in age. Mm. You know, so I, some of them stand out, but nothing tops well, if, this one. If you are considering like nightmares to be, you know, in the realm of what we're talking about, I actually have, um, uh, it hasn't happened in a long time, but sleep paralysis. Oh, that's a scary one. Yeah. And it's, uh, for those of you who may or may not know, or just, you know, don't know fully what happens, they call it the sleep demon. Um, because sometimes um, people are lucky enough where they have lucid dreaming, where they dream while they're awake. Well, there's others who their body is still asleep while they're awake. And in a situation like that, um, you can't move no matter what you want to do. You can, you, you probably 
can't even talk. You have to really strain and force yourself. Um, and then usually there, it feels like there's a demon standing in the corner of the room. And of course this happens at night while you're sleeping. So there's all types of shadows again, you know, where they say the pile of clothes in the chair looks like a person or, you know, there could be something floating on top of the bed or sitting on your chest. That's creepy. Yeah. Um, I've actually (laughs) experienced something like that. How old were you when this happened? When you experienced this? To be honest, the last time this happened is when I was pregnant with Meadow. Um, and this is something that's actually scared me truly my entire life. Meadow's our beautiful daughter, by the way. Yes, Meadow's our beautiful daughter. And, um... I don't remember you telling me this was just, this was just a few years ago then. Yeah, it was. And I, it was, um, towards the end of the pregnancy. And from there, I hadn't had it in years. So it's always something that I'm afraid when it's going to happen. Um, but at that time, it really felt like there was a demon. Um, I wouldn't say I'm overly religious or superstitious, but that's something that I don't play around with. So I felt that, you know, whatever that was hovering above me was just trying to like take my baby, <laughs> you know, waking up in the middle of the night, you're having nightmares and you're, you're frozen. You're in a cold sweat. I couldn't talk. And I forced myself to scream out, you can't have my baby. Sounds like a classic horror trope. Yeah. I'm surprised I didn't wake you. It was so scary. And when I was able to force that voice out, um, I got control of my body again and I was able to comfortably go back to sleep. So you truly believe in that? Like there's some people that have been told, uh, I've read and whatnot, that they don't believe it. They just think it's just a bad dream, bottom line. You saw a movie or TV show or, or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever it may be, and it just everyone has nightmares. But you truly believe that, not, I'm not saying that it was a demon holding you down, this is, that's what you believe, but you do believe that you your body is held down. Regardless of what it is, your body's being... Oh, yeah. I've definitely experienced that where you wake up and you can practically only move your eyeballs. Wow. You're looking left to right. Um, Sometimes you have minimal control over turning your head left to right. But even then, it's, it's, it's a strain. And once you feel that way, it makes you feel really vulnerable. And I think that's where it comes from, where people say they see the, these you know demons or spirits or something like that. Because, again, those shadows can become really taunting when you're in a scared, vulnerable position. I'll tell you, um, that reminds me, that's good show. That reminds yeah. me of like people when they get operated on and uh-huh. they're awake and they can see and everything happening, you know, that's, that's gotta be right up there with that. How, how scary and frightening that is. Exactly. Or like when they're not fully sedated and they can still hear and smell and feel everything that's going on, but they can't move. I think it's similar to something like that. It sounds very similar. Um, I mean, if, if you're counting something along those lines, then yeah, I've experienced that periodically throughout my entire life. Sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah, we've had family, uh, other, other members mention um, scary stories as well. Mm-hmm. We'll have other stories down the line, other, other episodes of other people involved, and they can tell us their stories. So now I would like to hear your story. This I mean, I've, seen, I've heard this story plenty of times, let me tell you. And every single time, He tells it the exact same way. There is never any change. This is a true event. It is not made up. He's not imagining, right? You're not imagining. I'm definitely not. There's witnesses. Yes. Thankfully. I bring this up a couple of times. I don't know how many times in conversations with family and friends this has come (laughs) up. And we talk about it frequently. And 
one of the main reasons why I really wanted a, a podcast dedicated to this story. Yeah, this is episode 33, right? This has been something we've been wanting to do since probably the first episode, which it hasn't happened till now. Um, when she does, Chelsea, when she does mention to people, I'm getting to the point now as I get older that I'm beginning to want to like eye roll, like, oh, I got to explain <laughs> this again. And yes, it did happen. Definitely not making it up. No reason to. You hear, you hear so many stories about you know, UFOs and things in the night and, and whatnot. Um, and that's one of the things we bonded on. As yeah. a side note, we love um, Coast to Coast. Mm-hmm. Coast to Coast AM, the radio it's show. A radio show for Nor- like... Nori's the current yeah, host. Yeah, yeah like um, trucking companies and know. stuff. It's the middle of the night. Yeah, if you're on the road in the middle stories. of the night, Coast to Coast is perfect. You don't have to wait for Halloween. It's year-round. George Nori, Google him. If you don't know who he is, if you do... This is sort of like this episode, sort of like an inspiration, uh, thanks to that mm-hmm. show and thanks to him and our bell before. Yeah. But and those cryptozoology, you know, stories that right he has UFOs and all sorts Bigfoot, of Bigfoot, yeah, Loch Ness <laughs> <laughs> Um, so again, this happened. Uh, I was a freshman in college, pretty much. Um, this was around 2010. And uh, I had a couple of buddies of mine who one day in the future, we're going to we're gonna talk about this. We're going to revisit this, and I'm going to have them on this show. Oh, yeah. We're going to have other people mentioned. But I'm here. I was one of those people there that night to tell you what happened. So, again, 20, 2010, um, it was pretty much late at night. How late? It was probably 1 or 2 in the morning. Okay. Well, where? 1 or 2 in the morning. This was when I was living in Orlando, Florida. Okay. Okay, which we're currently not living, but this is a while ago. So old stomping ground. So this is in Orlando, Florida, near Orlando International Airport. For just for to kind of get an idea for those those people that know the area. Not next to Disney World or anything like that. <laughs> Far from there. So you said it was one in the morning? One or two in the morning. Mm-hmm. Okay, so why were you out so late? Well, we were out late. It was a typical Friday or Saturday night. The boys was hanging out. Hang so out. my buddies and I were just hanging out just in the town. Chilling. Just chilling, yep. Downtown around, Orlando. Downtown Orlando, all over the place. Um, so we're just hanging out. We don't, just just to say this, because everyone asks, this is always the number one question. Uh, were you drinking? Was there, you know, were drugs involved? No, I, I, I do not drink. I'll have an occasional glass of wine. I know that sounds boring. Maybe some no people. drugs. We are the straight-edge society. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. For you wrestling fans Wrestling fans out there, yeah. So... Don't I don't do drugs, okay? So I don't I don't that that's none of that is in the picture. Neither do my friends, the other two uh, friends of mine that were there that night. Um, Three on Orlando in Orlando, Florida. And yeah, there was another friend. He was there, but he missed he missed on the uh... historic. Uh, evening that we had the story here. Um, so he's the guy in the movie that. Um... He's like, you know what? I got to go home. Everyone's, everyone knows they should go home, but nobody goes home, and he's the one who ends up surviving. He hears about the massacre the next day. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like, I was just there. I was with these guys, and now they're... Just uh, with them. They vanish into the night. Uh, and again, this is around... This is perfect that it happened in, in early October. It wasn't on Halloween, though. I remember it being early October. Orlando gets cold. You know that. You're, you live in Orlando as well. That's where we met. Um, so we had our jackets on. That's how I always know it's the end of the year. It can drop to like 20, 30 degrees for those that don't know. So anyway, it was cold, late into the night, just us hanging out. We drove back to my place. So this was right next to my house, old house my family and I were living in. Um, 
we're just talking, just talking about, you know, reminiscing on high school, which we just graduated from a few years prior. Uh, so we're just chit-chatting. In the house? Outside the house. We just, we just parked right in front of my old house. Um, so, again, we were there for a little bit. Next thing you know, we start hearing a sound, like like a classic movie thing. We start hearing sounds like rustling in, in bushes, if you will. Mm-hmm. So we think nothing of it. And, you know, in Florida, there's, there's raccoons everywhere. There's, a, you know, there's probably an occasional wild dog or cat or whatever, like anywhere else. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> She's heard this story so much. She loves it. <laughs> so we see, again, it's dark, obviously, it's nighttime. We see a, a four-legged thing, Thanks. you know. Animal of some sort. Yeah, is for those that know what an adult German Shepherd is, and those people all over the world that listen to this podcast, all scattered throughout, but people may not know what a German Shepherd is. So, German Shepherd is a pretty big dog, especially the adult size, four legs like any normal dog, but a big dog. So it walks towards us. It walks out of my neighbor's house, my neighbor's backyard rather. Their backyard was dark. There are no lights on but the street lights, and we weren't scared or anything at that moment, but. We were just hanging out, like I said. But when this thing came out, out of nowhere, just making the sort of growling sounds mm. you don't hear oh, no. from your average German shepherd or average dog, for that matter, it was a little spooky. So we just kind of stand there. You know, in the movies, the horror movies again, you watch the people, they're just frozen, like, frozen. why aren't you running? Yeah, frozen why from fear. Right. Or, I mean, again, we weren't really scared. We are just curious. Deer in, the headlight. Deer in the headlight. Right. So it's walking towards us. doesn't get close, like that close, like five feet. It's more like 10, 15 feet, somewhere in that realm, right? Again, we're in the street. This is on the grass. Next thing you know, it walks to the, the garage, the garage door of my neighbor's house, which is just about also 10, 15 away, feet away from my house. It stands in front of the garage door. It just continues to look at us, just like we're looking at it, and it's looking at us like... And you still think it's a dog at this point. And you think there's nothing of it. Just a dog. A dog I've never seen, mind you, because I had, we had been living there a year or two. And your neighbor didn't have a dog? Neighbor did not have a dog. But sometimes, you know, someone's watching a dog, dog sitting, whatever. Or a wild dog. Or they got a new dog. Or they got a new dog, and I hadn't seen it. Right. This is where it gets crazy. This is where it, falls, <laughs> it goes off the rails. Next thing you know, as this dog, or what I thought we thought was a dog, is looking at us, it turns around in front of the garage door. Mind you, the ground to the roof. Also, you know, your average house, 10, 15 feet or so, no more than that. This thing jumped from the ground on top of the roof, the bottom of the roof, and proceeds to climb up. So one effortless leap up. To the top, so it didn't like, immediately land on the top. It was on the roof, and it climbed further to the top yes. of the roof. Yes, and uh, you would think after, so so to recap real quick here, you would think it's a dog, a German Shepherd, big dog that can't make giant leaps like that, yeah. per se, no matter how trained they are, canine or what have you. At that point, we're beginning to think now, at least I was, is this, a, is this a cat? <laughs> yeah. I thought, real quick, just in the, in the blink of an eye, you think, okay, was that a cat? But when was the last time you see a cat the size of a ger- an adult German Shepherd? True. Now, again, we live in Florida. You know about this. You have a uh, family that, that mm-hmm. have hung uh, around Florida Panthers. Yeah, that could be a possibility. Of that, animals yeah. of that nature. And 
that kind of like everything was happening so fast that kind of like was thrown into the into the mix now so now Cat, you thought it could be a panther dog florida panther right and there have been uh recently now florida panthers seen in that area sightings yeah in that area well, right? I, I always had told you once i heard the story that yeah that area is known for panthers i could have sworn and it's maybe a mandela effect but I could have sworn a block from where your house was, where that house was, there was always a sign saying, you know, welcome to the neighborhood and beware of the Panthers. Mm-hmm. And that one day I tried to take you to that area and the sign was gone. I was like, no, as long as I've been living in this area, this sign has been here. Right. Um, so I thought maybe I was, you know, dreaming it up. So at this point, you guys are now thinking, okay, this is not a dog. Yes. Not a wild dog or a pet dog. It could be some sort of cat. You're thinking it's panther. Is now a little bit of the fear setting in because this could be a wild animal. Yeah, and if it's a Florida panther, I've never dealt with one aside from, you know, obviously seeing a TV or maybe a zoo somewhere, <laughs> you know. Uh, Do you think but, you could outrun a panther? No. Okay. <laughs> I can't outrun. Uh, yeah, that's not going to happen. So that's what's the scary part because if that's what it is, um, you know, people also, by the way, if you hear in the news, people keep exotic animals. And it could have escaped. Illegally. Yeah. Or legally. In Florida, it is legal to own those type of animals. Sure. It yeah. could be legal or illegal, right? So it could have escaped. But this coming up here, as it proceeds to climb to the roof, the very tip top of the roof of, the, of my neighbor's home, is where we knew what happens next. We knew it wasn't your everyday Florida panther, adult German shepherd, or regular household cat. So give or take 10, 15 minutes. It was a long time. It sits up there. My buddies and I continue to talk throughout the night about everything, gaming, sports, like I said, reminiscing in high school. Still with it up there. Yes. It's sitting there looking at us, looking away every so often, but just keeping its eyes on us. Oh, no. And it had glowing. This is going to sound crazy. It had glowing red eyes, not like in a cartoon or something that's like blood red, like dramatically... But you could tell it was like red, like blood red, like yeah. dark, not not that so colorful. Either. in the dark, you can see where the eyes were. Not yeah. that it was like glowing. Yeah. But like you knew in if you looked in the facial direction of it where his eyes were because yeah. you could kind of see a red eye. Oh, absolutely. Okay. That's also, it was weird. When it was in front of us on the ground, uh, maybe because of the streetlight or whatever, its eyes were not like that. Maybe because mm. it was darker, darker area on top of the roof. It stood out more, the red eyes. But now we're starting to get a little weird, uh, weird out more here because now it starts like licking its paws again, like a cat would do, or even a dog bathing itself or whatever, licking itself, and it stands back up. It's it's laying there on its on its belly, on its stomach for you know again that 10, 15 minutes or so. It stands up, and you can hear it. You know the claws on the roof of the Ooh. house, kind of like you know scratching because it's it's up there scratching the uh, what are they called? Tile not tiles the um. Shingles. The shingles, yes, thank you. The shingles. So you can hear that. Um, it stands there. We're thinking, okay, what is it going to do? Is it going to jump down? What's happening here? Is it going to come attack us? Are you ready, folks? <laughs> the next thing that happened was this thing leaped in the air, very high, mind you, okay? I can't even estimate how high in the air. It jumped in the air and proceeded to spread its wings out and glide into my my family's backyard so it was in the garage of your neighbor so the garage is towards the front of the house yes and it jumps down and glides into your backyard 
Correct. <laughs> I would have not gone in that house. Now you tell me what. what I would have got back in my car. You tell me what are you supposed to think at that point? That's not I, a dog, not I'm, a panther. It's got wings and red eyes. Unless someone shows me a, a hybrid, a Florida panther with wings. Someone's experimenting out there, or I don't know what's mating with something oh, with Lord. wings. Right, that's out of the room of possibility. So I tell people the story, and they're intrigued by it. Um, so what but, happens when it's in your backyard? Well, when it's in his, when it's in our backyard, we do the classic again horror movie trope. And I said that a bunch. And my buddy, he was is the taller of the bunch. He goes, "Let's go in the yard." It was locked, my backyard uh, door. And then we all look at each other like, "Go back there!" Like it was his idea. And then we all agree to it. <laughs> so he opens the, the the latch and whatnot of the door. And then we proceed to walk into my backyard dark i mean there's no light again back there just the street light and that's behind us now so it's getting darker the more we go into our, uh, my backyard and it's nothing there's nothing there it's just completely gone and i'm thinking is this thing behind us is it to the side of us we're looking everywhere you we always make fun of the people in the movies and go why are they stopping how did they fall why are they going that way well we did it in real life we went that way towards the uh quote-unquote monster creature, or thing. Yeah. yeah, creature, whatever you want to call it. We never saw it again that night. Never saw it again. But I always make sure, as as funny as, as repeating the stories over and over again, <laughs> I always make sure that I, that we do retell the story to one another. So not to not forget. We're all still young, early 30s, whatever. We're not, you know, going to forget anytime soon. But I make sure, like, hey, guys, remember the thing from... You know, <laughs> ten plus years ago now, it's heading towards. It, it's just amazing because it's one of those things where, when people tell you something, a certain story, they saw something, you go, "Oh, really?" You know, you kind of give them that don't sort of it. like, "Yeah, you know," you, you just listen, but you're like, oh, "I don't really believe this this crock," you know, whatever. But I have to admit, no matter what you believe in UFOs or any of these crypto cryptozoology creatures or whatever, what have you, Mothman and and whatever else is out there that people believe in. I saw this thing. We saw this thing. And again, I can't wait to have my buddies on in the future and uh, and talk about it a little bit more. So we always talk about what it could have been. And I always go back to, you know, Panther. Florida Panther, it had too many cat-like qualities, right? Um, maybe you guys thought you saw wings. Maybe it jumped so high that, you know, it was dark. Maybe you thought it was wings, but it, it was just a tree behind it. Um, of course, there's no real, there's no trees in that area. But and in, in when you're when you have fear, you know, you, maybe you can see things. Like you said, at first you weren't scared. Um, I know you told the story to a couple people over time, and um, you came to the conclusion that it may be what what type of you know creature. Well, in so again, this is back in, in 2010. So have you heard of the Jersey Devil? I have, yes. Well, after doing some Googling, going on a good old Google machine, and having listened to Coast to Coast for so long, the only thing that the only two things I could think of, one of them being the Jersey Devil. Why also, the Jersey Devil? Well, mostly for and, and Googling and researching and whatnot, it was very limited information I could find. At that time, it just just the fact that people mentioned from some some articles I read that it looks like a dog, 
has the body of a dog, it has wings. That was the closest thing out of them all that I can possibly relate it to. Okay. Not anything in the ocean. There's a lot of sea creatures, things like that. So mm-hmm. I, I ruled that out. So it's definitely something on land. So what's the second one? Well, the other one would have been uh, the Mothman. Mothman. Because the Mothman, a lot of folklore, what have you, in parts of the country um, and the world even, has red eyes. Mm, and and it also has wings. Yeah. And has fur. This thing has fur, obviously. So those are the only the two closest things I can really think of. It wasn't a UFO. Nothing came down from a spaceship, obviously. All those sort of things, like I mentioned, ruled out. So those are the two closest thing, things I can relate it to. I know that um, one time we were talking and someone said, well, it could have been the Chupacabra. Mm-hmm. Right? That's another one. Um, no one has really seen one. There's a lot of descriptive things on it, you know? Um, so that's something that it could have been. Maybe it was some sort of cat-like creature with wings. Yep. Um, regionally, we're not too far off where that could be. You know, there's um, stories and sightings from, you know, down in Puerto Rico, all, all the way over Texas. to Texas and Mexico. So we're kind of like in that in that region, in that arc, that if there was one, it could be here. Or if it's able to travel, you know, far ranges, you know, it, it could be. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the Jersey Devil too, but it's nicknamed Jersey Devil because it's up there in the New England region. Right? Yeah, and then in, uh, in the Northeast, right. Northeast. Mm-hmm. So it's been cited in... in New York, New Jersey, mostly. And, and Pennsylvania, like Pennsylvania. Yeah, those sort of states over there, right. But, um, I mean, hey, who's to say it has to stay there, right? I mean. Yeah. And, again, it's one of those things where, going back to what I mentioned earlier, you hear stories from people left and right, and it's like, yeah, you know, some of them are not legit. Or you, you can just kind of tell. But, again, for our sake, it's like we had nothing to gain from it. It didn't go mm-hmm. out writing, writing books or making a movie, which yeah. would have been pretty cool we should have probably done that i <laughs> made a movie based off what we saw because it literally been based off true stories true events true events yeah. this is a true event um a true experience a true experience and i love talking about it because again it's like wow it, it really changes your thinking like what is out there mm-hmm. no matter what your spiritual beliefs are or whatever you know to get into all that it's like what kind of hybrids or whatever that was Could what else been. is it out there yeah we still try to find out what's in the ocean what's on land too well, I mean, we talk about a lot of creature items and and things, you know, so this may be some sort of, you know, reoccurring thing that happens. But um, speaking of these cryptozoology type items, folklore, um, yeah. folklore, there's always, every so often, every many of years, there's always a pattern, you know, and a lot of times you see it in movies and books and folklore and there's, you know, we just came out of the zombie period, right? Where everything was like the walking dead or some sort of zombie thing. And there are, um, you know, when vampires are popular or witches or werewolves or there's always some sort of trending topic. And right now there is something called skinwalkers. Do you, have you heard of a skinwalker? I have, thanks to you. <laughs> well, well, other than hearing it from me, have you heard of skinwalker? Um, I've heard the term here and there, but mm-hmm. I haven't really listened to like podcasts or read mm-hmm. articles on them. So no, not really. Okay. So. Very little. I, I mean, there's a lot of different takes on it. So it's really hard to decipher what one is, but some sort of being that can resemble a person or even an animal. So maybe it can fall into this realm too. Maybe it could have looked like a panther. 
you know, or, you know, sometimes a lot of people say deer because deer get caught as well. But um, they have the ability to mimic sounds almost like a parrot. So that's how it like draws out its prey. That's so, scary. yeah. So like if it attacks and kills something, it can mimic the, the cries for help. So um, a lot of videos that I've been seeing are someone walking in the woods and hearing rustling in the bushes. And then all of a sudden they hear a weird, like, help me, help me. But it's like, there's no person there. And it doesn't sound clearly like a voice. It sounds just more like a sound, but it's saying, help me. And people so are like, making sounds nope. into words. Yes. Instead of just saying the words. Like mimicking a sound that sounds like a word. Almost kind of like parrots horrifying. do. Where yeah. And then. Where do um, you find these videos at? On YouTube? So YouTube has a lot of them. TikTok, of course, has a lot of them. TikTok, you can hashtag, okay. you know, Skinwalker. You'll see mm -hmm. a lot of those. Um, there's one I, I showed you on TikTok. Was, mm -hmm. They were in some sort of field out in the country. It was like dusk. And you can see what looked like a person standing from far away. But it was a very shadowed figure. Mm. And they were saying, help. Help me. Yeah, it's creepy. But wow. when a person is in distress, they will flail about, signal for help, flag their, their hands, trying to signal you, help me, like, come, I'm, I need help. You'll see them trying to run or limping or something's wrong that they need help. This thing was stoic, just standing there frozen like a statue. Mm -hmm. And the sound that sounds like help me is coming out. It doesn't sound as clear as the words that I'm saying. Right. It's more of a... And it's just standing in a field. In and it's just standing video. in a field. So that if you were wow. someone who was just going to go up to it to try to help, if you were a helpful-natured person, you that's how it will lure you and it will attack you. So was it like sort of pretending to be, would you say like a... He says in a, a cornfield, mm -hmm. sort of like a farm. Would you say it's trying to be like a scarecrow, like just standing there? That's kind of what it felt like. It it's was so very scarecrow-esque. And that's, that goes back to, you know, those scary things. Every few years, there's always, you know, like children of the corn or something mm -hmm. with cornfields. Scarecrows come to life, like mm -hmm. Jeepers Creepers almost, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And, and in, your, in your research, have you seen... How can I say this without sounding so graphic? Have they have there been stories about what has happened if someone does get close? Like how close do they get in these videos? And some so, of them have... get pretty close. Of course, you can know it's always hard to tell what's real and what's a fake. Mm -hmm. I've seen one where they're clearly looking at what looks like a person climbing on all four legs, mm -hmm. uh, you know, arms and legs, and it just looks like out of a movie. So you don't know if something like that is real or not. Okay. The only reason I ask is like you mentioned Chupacabra earlier. Mm -hmm. You know, you see, we've all seen like the chickens with the blood yes. sucked out or cows. Mm -hmm. Has there any, has there been anything like that with skinwalkers, like a person or an animal? Well, you know, just the, found a certain way. The reason they're called skinwalkers is because whatever these creatures or demons are, after they do whatever they do, kill you, eat you, whatever, they wear your skin. They oh, wow. they walk in. That's why they look like people. That's that why they so... look like animals because they wear them like a suit, like Leatherface. That is so wow. Yeah, terrifying. I know. Um, there have people who have been out in the woods or out in just areas where, you know, someone wouldn't be like, you're very limited to people and they'll hear babies crying. Mm -hmm. And then to, especially to a mother, if I hear a baby crying, I'm going to think, oh my God, someone abandoned a baby mm -hmm. or, you know, let me Your go look for it. It's in. my motherly instinct would kick in. I have to find this baby. I have to save this baby. Right. Bam. That would be me. I'd, I'd be dead in the woods somewhere. Yeah, it's one of those things because if you want to help, mm -hmm. obviously, in most people, your instinct, as we mentioned, kicks in. You want to help people. Mm -hmm. So now it's kind of like 
do I really want to if I don't know what this is? It's kind of mm-hmm. sad in a way. Like, you know, are people just going to, this is trending, as you say, mm-hmm. on social media. Does this mean people are not going to kind of like deter from helping? Uh, Unless they're really close to see the regular person. Well, that's <laughs> not the, someone in the field. They say that too. If you actually need help, that you're not supposed to yell, help me, you yell fire or something that will get people's attention because help me is, you well, know. Sometimes help me is a natural, you it, know. It's a, it's a natural thing, but people are less inclined to help because they don't want to endanger themselves. It's more, not even a conscious thing, more of like a subconscious. If you think that there's danger, your natural instinct is flight. You got to get out of there. Now, more on your research, how. When did skinwalkers come to be? We've known about zombies, UFO, all these things for decades, maybe even centuries, I don't know. But skinwalkers, is that relatively something new? It's new more of And are they human? Are they known to be human? I mean, they humanoid, I guess. They're human-looking. But a lot of um, research goes back to looking like animals because, of course, in the woods or in the wilderness, that's, that's easy prey. So, they, so, they, so people believe this is an animal. People believe this is an wow. animal. It can look like a person because, again, it, it wears you. Mm-hmm. And is it new? Skinwalkers are new or no? So it's a new thing that's trending now, but there mm-hmm. has been, like, documented, mm-hmm. you, you know, just like other um, occult-type mm-hmm. things. You know, it's it's one of those, like the Wendigo, mm-hmm. you know? it's, it's But it's not as old as, like, Bigfoot or Loch Ness Monster, the classic, iconic. Not as widely known know. as those, yeah. but probably just as old. As far as like, yeah, as far as people seeing them, of course. Mm-hmm. Skinwalkers. Well, just the name alone is terrifying. And uh, I don't think I, I want to be running into something that's in the middle of a field. Yeah. I think I'd help out from a distance. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what my, uh, this is something I got from my great grandmother. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I always, they always said it was, it's more of a thing for ghosts. But now hearing something like this, maybe it was just a rule of thumb in general. But they always say if you're alone and you think or know that you're alone and you hear something calling your name or saying something, you know how you um, would be alone in the house and you think you hear your mom or your brother calling your name and you're just like, what? What is it? Mm -hmm. And then like they don't answer. No one's there. And you're Mm -hmm. like, what the heck was that? Sure. Not everybody has those experiences. Some people do. Mm -hmm. And they say, well, those are spirits or ghosts or demons or whatever you believe it to be are trying to get permission or access to you and by you answering them you're answering their call so you're you're granting access to your environment your life your your you know aura or whatever however you believe it there's Mm -hmm. all these different things so yeah i mean if you hear something saying help or calling your name or something like that right don't answer besides the because you say you saw several videos besides Mm -hmm. the uh, skinwalker in the field like a Mm -hmm. scarecrow what other skinwalkers who describe the other videos you've seen? How have they portrayed? Yeah. Skinwalkers? Well, uh, one one other one I told you, um, it was a lot closer. But mm-hmm. again, you don't you never know what's doctored these days. It looked like a person, a shirtless person that was kind of like climbing all over the floor in a weird movie type of way. Um, how they would depict someone who is a demon with like, like the girl from the ring or something. Something like on the that. Floor. Yeah, something exactly like that. Mm-hmm. Um, there was another one where it was drone footage. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course it was, the drone was on a clear path because it's trees in the woods. So it was on a, like a walking, hiking path and whatever that creature was, was more in the tree line, a little, maybe about five yards away. So it couldn't get close enough, but it also looked like a very pale human like thing. Mm -hmm. Um, others were just where you can hear the sound Mm -hmm. and you didn't see it. Right. Um, there's another that, um. Is more 
of a reenactment of mm -hmm. something that happened, wow. but it was saying that, um, you know, I was hearing my dog whining, whimpering, scratching at the door, trying to come in. Mm -hmm. So they went to go let the dog in and then they realized the dog is actually laying next to the door. What? So yeah, it could have been somebody else's dog mm -hmm. or depending on the region, like a coyote or something, so, but it, it, it could have also been creepy. something just trying to get you to give it access to the home. Again, if it was a skinwalker, maybe it could have been a spirit. Like my great grandmother used to say, it's trying to get access. So by her opening the door, it would have granted that spirit access into the house or into her presence life, wherever, you know, you choose what you decide and, to believe in. And I think you sent, you sent me a video not too long ago of uh, someone on a horse, mm -hmm. oh. like in a, in a farm. Well, describe that one. They were on a, Yes, like a, yes. So that one, they were on the farm and they say, you know, animals are very sensitive to, mm -hmm. you know, their environment and things like that. So um, the horse started to act a little weird, but as they were going forward mm -hmm. and um, there was rustling in the bushes up ahead and it, it kind of was hesitant. It didn't want to go forward, but of course the, the driver, the rider you know, made it go forward. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden it completely stops because it the hears horse stops. the horse stops and it hears the help me, help me. Yeah. What? And the horse stops and it's like, nope, horse doesn't turn around. The, the owner's trying to get it go straight. The horse is like, I'm not doing this. And the horse knew better and it got out of there. So the horse has stopped dead in its tracks. Dead in its it tracks. It was walking with the, the owner on, on its yeah. back or whatever. At a certain point, it's like, I'm not even going to listen to this owner because this owner's going to get me killed. I mean, the only way a horse will stop, obviously, is the owner stops the yeah. horse on well, his or her own. A lot of um, animals are just very sensitive to yeah. things. That's why when um, when they say a like earthquake or tsunami is going to happen, they seek higher ground. Like mm -hmm. they know when when rain's going to happen. Like they they know things. They they have this sixth sense, if you will. Right. And it just so that makes it more terrifying. It sends like and... a dangerous area or something. Like maybe this is not good, mm -hmm. and that's where the hesitation came from. But once it was making those sounds. Again, it sounds like a person to us because we understand language, so it sounds like help me, mm -hmm. but it could just be an animal sound. It could just, this is how it, I don't know, growls or barks. It's To us, it sounds like language, but to animals, it's an animal sound. And if you have a bear or like two lions growling, the one who is more dominant has a dominant growl and mm -hmm. the ones that are more... Like apex or alpha. Yeah, or and then the ones who aren't are, you know, they, they get out of there because I'm not the bigger animal. I'm mm -hmm. not the scary beast. I got to go because yeah. I'm going to become dinner. Well, if I was there, I'd be uh, like, I have, I have to go. Yeah. This ranch is, I'm selling the ranch. <laughs> I'm selling the ranch. I'm selling the farm, everything. I'm, yep. I'm getting, that is just... If that's what's trending now, I think, I hope it ends. <laughs> I hope it's not a thing. And again, that's just one of those things like, well, do you believe? Uh, you know, like I, like I believe in what I saw. I don't know what it is. Mm -hmm. I know we saw it together, my buddies and I, um, and sober again, as I mentioned in the in the in the story. So I mean, we know that that thing exists. Do you think the skinwalker, because you haven't actually seen one or what have you, again, do you think it's a real? Going back to what I said at the very thing? beginning, I've never really truly experienced any sort of supernatural phenomenon and then again i i i have the you know sleep paralysis stuff from time to time but even then i know that's what that is the demons that i mean i truly see them some people don't some people just are stiff i actually see those things but i know that it's a part of the condition i don't believe that it's an actual 
um, you know, demonic presence or something. I mean, maybe it could, it feels so scary that it could be. Mm-hmm. And during the pregnancy, that's why I said, you can't have my baby because mm-hmm. checking my bases. <laughs> but, mom is kicked yeah, in right away. Kicked in like, you know, what? I don't believe you, but in the event you are real, I'm letting mm-hmm. you know you can't have her. But, yeah. So, um, no, I mean, I don't think I believe, believe in it, them. but okay. then again, I know people like you mm-hmm. and there's other people who I trust and believe mm-hmm. that I've had, you know, actual, you know, friendships or relationships, family members that they've seen and witnessed these supernatural, unexplainable Phenomenal, things, yeah. phenomenons. So, I mean, who am I to say that it's not real just yeah. because I haven't seen it? You don't want to write it off. I got you. I totally yeah. get that. And I understand that. And yeah, it's always good to listen to people and don't write them off because you just don't know if they really saw what they yeah. say they saw. All right. Well, that was a lot of spooky, scary stuff that we've just talked about here for a little bit. But I want to hear from you, the listeners out there of the Champ Cave. What did you think? What do you think it could be that my friends and I saw that night? If you are um, subscribed to us through Spotify, you can answer that question through the new uh, questions feature. Uh, You'll be able to type in your answer. If you also follow us on Anchor, where we record and and, um, produce our podcast, uh, you can actually leave a voice recording that goes to us as well. So we actually get to hear answers from you all. That's right. Please do send us a voice recording or just answer the polls or questions. Question. on spotify yeah so jonathan what is your take on this it's time for jonathan's coin toss that's right the name changed but i mentioned last week jonathan's coin toss segment does stick around i personally think skinwalkers without much proof which which is common with a lot of these sort of creatures and folklore and all that I just don't have enough evidence to say that it's real. I hate to, to shoot it down. And you haven't experienced it firsthand. I'm sure knowing you, you wouldn't just make it up. If you had seen it, then I'd be a believer. But I'm going to have to put it in the no for now. I do not believe in Skinwalkers. Since it's just trending recently, why haven't we heard about it before? Why haven't we heard about it longer than we've heard about UFOs and Loch Ness Monster and Bigfoot? Now, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not writing it off. One day I could be proven wrong. You know, you never know. But for now, I'm going to have to say no. And as far as our poll on Spotify, the question is, do you believe in supernatural beings or monsters or creatures of the night? So you can answer either, yes, you do, absolutely, 100%, they are real, you've either had an experience or just personally believe, or no way that this is a hoax, it's, you know, spooky stories for kids, and it's all just make-believe. Yes, we definitely want to hear from you, we appreciate all the support we've gotten on this program, on this channel. We're looking forward to telling more scary stories. And I will be on the podcast more often, probably Please. each episode You're now. You're always welcome on here. There is a lot of structure and changes going on in the background that we have been doing. And, um, of course, the name of the podcast is, you know, just the first sign and proof of that. Um formerly Jonathan's Coin Toss. Now it is a segment and we are the Champ Cave. Um, So me being on the podcast with you all and um, getting to meet and speak with you all and our guests and Jonathan is going to be another one of those things. So I appreciate 
all of the um, people who asked for me and of course um, all of the views and or listens that we got on the podcast that I was currently on it goes to show you know how much you guys appreciate me on the show so i am yep. glad jonathan agreed to have me on as a permanent co-host and people have missed you and they don't want to hear from me they want to hear from you <laughs> they don't want to hear from me <laughs> yeah. but yeah thank you everyone uh, for tuning in again make sure to follow and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast it could be google apple spotify anchor as we mentioned and of course i'm everywhere else we'll leave the links in the description such as youtube on facebook on tiktok on twitter Twitch, we're all over the place. The Champ Cave is growing. This is still just the beginning. Mm-hmm. We're a year and change, a year and a half old now. This uh, this podcast is, and we appreciate the support. Even the few months of a gap that we had recently, you guys are still listening and downloading episodes. So thanks again. That really means a lot. And that's why we continue to put new content here for you. So thanks again for listening, and we'll see you guys next time for Chelsea. On the flip side, I'm Jonathan. See you guys next time. <laughs>